0: I'm going to begin a brand new series this morning called Living the Resurrected Life. Amen. Are anybody interested in living the resurrected life? So let's pray and come into agreement as touching this thing. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are asking today for utterance. Speak to us, Lord, through the Word and by your Spirit. We know that we are not limited to what I say because the Spirit of the Lord is here. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so we give you praise, we give you glory for that which is just right for this time. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So we know that resurrection is a historical fact to be celebrated, it is a future event to be anticipated. And it is a current reality to be experienced. The Apostle Paul, praying in Ephesians, said, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, the eyes of your understanding being flooded with light, so that you may know what is the hope of His calling and what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power, the Amplified says, in us and for us who believe. It is in direct proportion according to the glorious power that he used when he raised Jesus from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. So the Amplified emphasizes the limitless The unlimited, the surpassing greatness of his power. How many of you know you can live healed through resurrection power? For the same spirit that raised him from the dead does dwell in you. And he that raised up Christ from the dead will quicken and make alive your mortal body. He will even quicken your mind. I'm telling you folks, he'll make you quick. He'll make you bright. He'll make you sharp. He'll make you better looking than you already are. He'll make you very rich so that you can be a major blessing. Oh, hallelujah. Live healed through the resurrection. Paul prayed this in Philippians 3.10. He said, For this is my determined purpose, that I may know Him progressively, more deeply and intimately be acquainted with Him, perceiving and recognizing the wonders of His person more strongly and clearly, And that I may in that same way come to know the power, now notice, outflowing from his resurrection, which exerts, which it it exerts itself over believers. Now I looked up that word exerts, great word. The word exerts means to use power or ability to make something happen. What this is saying is resurrection power, when you plug into it with your faith, it'll make something good happen in your life. It'll give you ability beyond your natural ability. I'm telling you, when his super comes on your natural, you got supernatural power and supernatural ability. Amen. He'll turn you into another man. He'll turn you into another woman. So activate this resurrection power inside of you daily. Believe it. Speak it. And act on this power that's on the inside of you. And this power will lift you and raise you and enable you to live a resurrected life. How many of you know in this house today that even though we're living in this world, we're not of it? That's what John 17 says. Jesus said, I've given them your word. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So what he's done is this. He's sent heaven's resurrection power into this world, which we're not of, even though we're living it, to help us to overcome the world, the flesh and the devil. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Resurrection power in dead situations is available to all. See, I'm not looking at a congregation that's from California. Oh yeah, you may live in California, but your home is heaven. I'm on my way to heaven and I'm shouting the victory. I'm on my way to heaven and I'm dancing and I'm lifting up Jesus. Because soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Woo! Hallelujah. I think we ought to shout about that just a moment. People go to great lengths to become citizens of the United States of America. They work hard. They try to do this and try to get that. And thank God for many people that have come in and are solid citizens and have made great contributions to this great place called America. But oh, this citizenship is in heaven. You get a free pass. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. So even though we're not physically in heaven yet, God's very own presence is active in your life today, empowering us to live for His glory here on the earth. Say it with me, I got heaven's power in my earthen vessel, that I may glorify Him enabling me to live live the resurrected life. life. Amen? Amen? Amen. Any resurrected eagles here? Like we said last week, just flop your wings in the devil's face. Soar above the storms. Now look at Romans chapter 6. And Brenda's going to do a tremendous job teaching on who we are in Christ and baptism and so forth. But it says in Romans 6, 4, Therefore we are buried with Him through baptism into death. Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even we also should walk in newness of life. One translation says, so that we too can habitually live and behave in newness of life. You're a new creation called to live in newness of life verse 5 for if we've been united together in the likeness of his death certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection knowing this that our old man was crucified with him stop talking about what you used to be and what you used to do stop telling dead men's stories and start living the resurrected life that the body of sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves of sin for he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more; death has no dominion over him. For the death that he died, he lived to sin, he died to sin once and for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Now here's the key. Likewise, in the same manner, you also reckon, consider yourself to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now that dead man will try, dead man will try to act up. That old man will try to get out of the coffin. Just like Jack in the box. But when Jack comes up, just slap him down. Don't let that dead man get back up. Say with me, I'm dead. dead." And my life is hid with Christ in God. The enemy's always trying to wake up that dead man. Always trying to get you back to the club doing the funky chicken. Let me tell you this, the funky chicken wasn't that great back then and it surely ain't great now. I don't know what kind of dances they do now, but I've changed partners. How about you? <laughs> Lay down, dead man. Verse 12. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts, and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness, sin, but present your, yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Now notice in verse 14, I want you to read it with me. Ready, read. For sin shall not have dominion over me, for I am not under the law, but I am under grace. The Amplified says, for sin shall not any longer exert dominion over me. It has no power anymore. It has no ability in me anymore. Resurrection power exerts its power in my life. But sin can no longer exert any power in my life. It has no ability. It has been stripped by the power of God. You're not under the law. You're not a slave. But you're under grace. And you are a subject of God's favor and mercy. Living The resurrected life means living, victorious, and above sin. Now, I realize and understand that temptation comes to all of us. It doesn't matter whether you've been a Christian for 50 years or 60 years or 5 minutes. Temptation has got to knock on our door. But I want you to notice what the Word of God says about temptation. It says there has no temptation taken you. But such as is common to man. Oh, but God is faithful. I said, God is faithful. I said, God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted above your ability. You have resurrection ability on the inside of you. It exerts its power over you so that you can come out of temptation. Above your ability. Read the rest with me. But will with the temptation... Also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. And we're going to talk about one of the number one ways that we can escape temptation in a few moments. But every believer is tempted. You know, when you hear the word temptation, usually our minds gravitate to two or three areas. But really, when you think about temptation, you know you can be tempted to be angry. You can get really good and tempted to quit. If you turn the television on, you can be tempted to fear. Temptation comes in many ways and in many forms, but let no man say when he's tempted that I'm tempted of God. For God does not tempt any man with evil. God is not the tempter, the devil is. And Jesus himself was tempted we don't really like to think about that but he absolutely was notice with me in Hebrews the 4th chapter, the 15th verse, all of us have been tempted, did you know it's not a sin to be tempted you know the enemy come along bring his crazy thoughts to your soul, to your mind and they'll try to get you to buy the lie that you thought that up, no that's not your thought, it's his thoughts stop thinking his thoughts cast down his thoughts Bring his thoughts into captivity to the word of God and put the devil on the run. And say, that's not my thought, devil. That's your thought. I resist you in Jesus' name. Amen. But notice Hebrews 4 15. For we have not a high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Even though he was tempted, He didn't yield to the temptation. He did not act on the pull of the enemy. Come on, somebody. And I want to just tell you today that God can help you and I master temptation. It doesn't have to master you. It has no dominion over you. Jesus knows exactly what you're facing. He knows exactly what you're going through because He's already been there. And Jesus is not there to condemn you. He's there to lift you and to encourage you so that you can overcome it. Say with me, I am an overcomer and I overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of my testimony. One thing that helps me is I say this on a regular basis. I say this, I always do those things that please my father. I always do those things that please my father. Pastor Mark, have you always done those things that please your father? That's none of your business. Right? But even though we have failed and even though we have missed it, Oh, thank God for the blood of the lamb and thank God for the mercy of God that lifts us up and enables us to walk in newness of life. I always do. I always do. When people are gathered together and they want to chop somebody down with their words, I just shut my mouth. And I can think to myself, I always do those things that please my heavenly father. I may be tempted to talk, but not, now's not the time to talk. Now's the time to shut up. I always do. I've walked out of movies before, paid money to go to a movie, and all of a sudden, on the screen, this is going on, and that's going on. And I'm not talking about R rated, I'm talking about PG 13. I don't go to R rated movies, it's restricted because I'm a man of revelation. I'm a man of transformation. But as soon as they start using God's name in vain, as soon as they start this and the, and the agenda that's out there in the world, we don't need to go into it. But as soon as that starts, we look at each other and say, you can't even hardly go to a movie anymore and enjoy it. I've now become a Hallmark champion. Yeah. Even though I'm still waiting for a bad ending in Hallmark. We'll be sitting on the couch watching a show, and I'll say, this would be a good place for it to end. But then they always end up kissing. and Always end up making up. It's really refreshing to be able to watch something where there's not cussing. Where's not, where there's not the agenda that's in this world. The enemy's got an agenda. And we, we also need to watch very carefully what we watch on television. Because what does television do? Television tells a vision. And vision is too important for me to mess with. I've got to have focused faith and focused vision... I must lift up my eyes so that I can look from what I've lifted up my eyes to, which is the Lord, and I can see life the way He sees it. And I can see the situations that I'm facing the way He sees it. It's the believer's advantage to see from His advantage. Amen? Some of you didn't like what I said about movies. But that's all right. We, we're still brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Amen. Someone says, wow, that stuff doesn't bother me, Pastor. You don't think it bothers you. But over the process of time, it chips away at your spiritual life. And you become weakened. You watch sexual stuff enough on movies and television, it won't be long before the enemy is tempting you in some of the same very areas. Amen. Anyway, let's move right along. Colossians, Colossians, the third chapter. I'm talking about living the resurrected life. Colossians 3 says it beautifully. He says, since then you were raised with Christ. Seek those things which are above. We're talking about a higher plane of living. We're talking about living the resurrected life. Where he is, Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Now, set your mind on things above not on things on this earth why because you're dead and your life is hidden with christ in god the amplified says if you then have been raised with christ to a new life thus sharing his resurrection from the dead aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above where christ is seated at the right hand of god And set your minds and keep them set on what is above, the higher things, not on things that are on the earth. For as far as this world is concerned, you've died. And your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. E. Stanley Jones, a great missionary, said this. He said, I don't fight sin. I expel sin by preoccupying I expel it by preoccupation with the higher I love this last statement listen to this this will help you looking at him I am spoiled for anything else in the natural when I look at Brenda Raylene Edwards Thomas when I looked at her with those baby blue eyes knocking on my door down at Remah Bridal Train I mean Bible Training Center. And I looked in those beautiful eyes, they were like wells of living love. I was spoiled for anyone and anything else. Joan says, I expel it by preoccupation with the higher. Can you sense the Lord wants us to come up higher? Looking at Him, I'm spoiled for anything else. Folks, there's nothing better than being a Christian. There's nothing better than having His Word. We're a privileged people. There's nothing better than coming into a service like this and being able to sense his liberty and to sense his presence by lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. Folks, there's no high like the most high. And you're way too high to worry that low. You're way too high to see that low. You're way too high to live that low. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. The Lord is saying. The message says this. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. And so living this above life, living this resurrected life, to do so, we must act on verse 5. It says, therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is adultery. Verse 8, but now you yourselves are to put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, verse 9, since you have put off the old man with his deeds. Now, it's not just a matter of us putting off the old man. Notice with me in verse 10, it says, and put on what? And put on the new man. Is that all right if I come down here? Sometimes you've got to come where you can see the whites of your eyes. So I can tell whether you're getting it or not. Put off the old man. Which is dead. And... Put on what? The new, the new man that we are to put on is this new creation. Yeah, amen. Now, I saw this in the first service. And put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge. Now, it's impossible for us to live above sin and to live the resurrected life and to put off the old man unless our mind is going to be renewed. Yeah. ...with resurrection realities... ...of who we are... ...and what we have... ...and where we are in Christ. When you get your mind renewed... ...with revelation knowledge... ...you will not perish. And the old man... ...though it may talk... ...though it may try to come up... ...you've put on this new man. Your mind is renewed. You see... ...where there is no redemptive realities the people perish. But I believe I'm looking at a congregation full of people who know who they are in Christ. Say with me, I'm an heir of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. So Paul explains that believers then are to put on the new nature. Off of the old and in with the new leads to resurrection living. Hallelujah. I love this statement. God will help us to die to the wrong things so we can live to the right things. That's what it means to live a resurrected life. You see, in Corinthians, he says, awake to righteousness and sin not. And then it goes on to say, Verses 12 through 14. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on mercy. Kindness. That's a thought. Be kind one another. Love one another. That's what the theme is for the National Day of Prayer. Love one another. I mean, Leslie Gore had it right in the 60s when she sang, What the world needs now is love, sweet love. And I just dated myself. Forget it. Put on mercy, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another. The Bible wouldn't tell us to bear with one another if there wasn't some bearing that needed to be done. And what about this one? And forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must do also. Now read verse 14 with me. But above all these things, put off the old man, put on the new man, and the chief and primary thing that we as Christians are to put on is love. It is the mark of a mature believer. It is the bond of perfection. That means, I mean, folks, you're really growing really good. You're living the resurrected life in a real way when they talk about you and they insult you and they hate you. And instead of insulting back, you pray for them. When they use you, When they spite you and you pray for them and you go buy them a birthday gift. I mean, there's days where you feel like saying, Hey, come here. Come here. You come here. I just want you to know that I love you. Love never fails. You want to be a success in life? And you really want to live the resurrected life? Try this on for size. Walk in love. Be kind. Let go of resentments. Don't be bitter. Allow your heart and your life to get better. Better. It's the bond of perfection. And you and I can practice this love. You can practice it today. Instead of cutting somebody off in the parking lot on the way out. You may go first. Somebody cuts you off on 880 or 680, instead of going like this, go shalaba ba 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 ha. Well, one hand on the wheel and shaba ba ba here. <laughs> yeah. Keep yourself in the love of God. That's the bond of perfection. Would love do this? Would love say that? Would love allow me to fulfill the lust of the flesh for a moment of pleasure? Huh? Would love belittle my wife? Would love complain and bellyache about the nation they live in? I'll tell you what love does. Love, praise. I said love, praise. Love, praise. But you, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. We sing a great song around this church, this wonderful church, this Christ church. Your love lifted me your love lifted me and the love of God will lift you enabling you to live the high life but not only that when you walk in love and let this love flow through you it'll lift other people hey Monday's coming right you may go into the office where people are all hung over all bummed out because their team lost had an extra shot of liquor on the way home. All, just all nasty. But you walk in. Listen, folks. When you live this resurrected life, it exudes from you. What do you mean? I mean, I mean it's tangible. When we walk into the room, guess What? It's not just us walking into the room, it's Him walking into the room. Didn't He say, I'll walk in them, I'll dwell in them, I'll be their God, and they shall be my people? Not only does He walk in with you, but evil spirits in the atmosphere walk right out. Oh, you, you, you may not see it. You may not even be aware of it. But I'm telling you, when you walk in the glory, when you walk in newness of life, when you walk in resurrected life power, someone on the inside of you alerts the very atmosphere. Hallelujah. What are you doing? You're letting God arise. And every enemy is going to be scattered. And I'll tell you something else. People want to be around a person like you when you're walking in love. It's amazing how people will just open up to you out there in the marketplace, at the gym, wherever you might be. Folks, we're game changers. We're world shakers. We got someone on the inside. He's a-working on the outside. People are drawn to men and women who live the resurrected life. Oh, yeah. And that's you. Point to yourself and say, that's me. That's, me. that's, you. that's you. We're living the high life. H-hmm. <laughs> glory thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. glory glory come on lift your hands thank you Lord ha, ha 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 woo glory hallelujah higher 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 we're going higher ha 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 higher higher you want to see miracles you want to see manifestations of his glory Set your eyes on how He did them. Yes. He didn't go out trying to prove anything to anyone. He was moved with compassion. That's right. And as you move in the love of God, and as you move in the compassion of the Lord, His tender mercy shall flow through you. Healing mercies, saving mercies, encouraging mercies shall flow through you and it shall lift others saith the Lord Amen Amen, amen. say it with me Amen Amen. include me Lord Lord. to live that kind of life and if you have not yet experienced this in your life if you've not yet made Jesus your Lord and Savior I have a passion for you to know Him I have a passion for you to find freedom You can't do this in your own strength. You can't love your enemy without God's love in you. You won't love him. You may punch him. And even if you're a Christian, if you're not letting the love of God dominate you, you may punch him too. Anyway. Now, let's take the word far. Everyone say far. Far. Say F-A-R. That's where I want to be. Far from sin. Now unto Him. Let's look at Jude 24. Jude 24. Jude 24. Now unto him that is able to keep you. There's no temptation taking you, but it is as common to man. But God is faithful, will provide you the ability to resist. Amen. He's able to keep you from stumbling or falling. How many of you know what sin is? You know what sin is? Sin is violation of light. What do you mean violation of light? The entrance of his word brings light. If you know to do good and you have light on a certain subject and you don't do it, it's sin. Now, very, be very careful about the light you have because not everyone has the same light you have. We should not judge other people in areas that they have no light in. Well, they shouldn't be doing this and they shouldn't be doing that and they shouldn't be doing this and they should. Hey, partner you got enough to do to keep your own backyard clean. Don't worry about the shoulds and the shouldn'ts. You pray that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened and you walk in the light. Stop judging other people. I can't judge a person who has no light on certain things. He's able to keep us from falling. Somebody says, are you talking about holiness today? Yeah. Does that mean I I can't cut my hair anymore? No. Does that mean I can't put makeup on? No. I'm for anything that helps. Well, you know, whatever. You teach on things like this, you've got to throw a little humor in there. Somebody said, very little. Okay, we'll take the little of it. <laughs> you pre- In a sense, we are preaching on holiness. But holiness is not how you look. It's not what you wear. Holiness is not outward. Holiness is inward. Come on, and listen... I've never heard a better definition on holiness in my life, so I'm going to tell you what it is. Holiness is Christ-likeness. Simple, huh? Holiness is simply being like Christ. Now, in closing this today, if you want to keep out of sin and to keep from falling, the first letter is F. We won't have time for the other two. But here's how we do it. We must follow the leadings of the Holy Spirit. We must respond to Him when He checks us and tells us not to go there. We don't go there. See, the enemy has setups. He may work for years and years to try to get you into a place where you will yield to temptation. But oh, thank God, the Holy Ghost is on the inside of you. And as you follow his leadings and promptings, he will keep you in the secret place of the Most High. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Part of the enablement and the ability from falling is you need to admit that there's a problem. Admit it. And then quit it. Some folks, they end up in a certain neighborhood, a neighborhood where they've been in trouble before. Whether it's buying drugs or illicit sex or whatever the case may be. They're in that neighborhood. Then all of a sudden they look in the mirror, how did I get here? You know how you got there. Right? Right? Somebody said that that's way too extreme of an illustration. Oh, is it now? It's a whole lot easier to resist doing drugs if you stay out of the neighborhood where drugs are sold. Well, there are certain drugs now, Pastor Mark. You need to get up with the times. There are certain drugs now that are legal. They may be legal according to the government, but it's not legal for you. Yes, that's right. What do you mean it's not legal for me? It's not profitable for you. Amen. That's right. How many know it's easier to drive past a grocery store from the freeway than to walk up and down the aisle looking at that bag of cookies over and over again? <laughs> follow everyone say I will follow follow. the promptings of the Holy Spirit Spirit. now just as I said that we should say regularly I'm always in the right place at the right time here's another one you ready say this with me I'm in the right place I'm I'm always in the right place at the right time time, with the right people people, doing doing the right things (laughs) People get into trouble when they're with the wrong people. At the wrong time. Doing the wrong things. You know that prayer where Jesus said, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Good Catholic boy. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now listen to this one. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now let's back this up. How does He deliver us from evil? He delivers us from evil by leading us away from temptation by the power of the Holy Ghost. (laughs) And he lives in you. And he lives in me. I just got to tell you today, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. And we don't have time to go into an exegesis of it today, but if you look at Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 13, you will see the context of that is living a flesh dominated life versus living a spirit led dominated life. How are we not going to live a fleshly life? Galatians 5.16 says it this way. Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Paul tells us, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I believe that the way that we're to end this service today is that everyone is to stand right now. Let's all stand to our feet. And let's just raise up both hands toward heaven. Anybody interested in living above sin? Anybody interested in not following the promptings of the flesh? But following the promptings of the Holy Ghost? Pray this with me, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. I present my body at 12.28pm on April 28th right here at Heart of the Bay Christian Center I present my body as a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto you it is my duty it is my spiritual worship I offer myself unto you As P.T. comes to the piano, say this with me, I rely upon the empowerment and the enablement of the Holy Spirit to help me say yes to the right things and no to the wrong things. Paul said, if ye through the power of the Holy Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live lean on, rely on him to help you. And I'll tell you what, he will do it. As you make a fresh invitation to him today, just do it right now. Lord, I invite you into every area of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you died for me, that you were buried, and that you rose from the dead. Thank you, Master, that you've invited us To live in the power of resurrection. I choose life this morning. I choose to live the resurrected life. Living above disease. Living above depression. And living above sin. I thank you for the helper. Holy Spirit, help me to live victoriously. In Jesus' name.